0: Welcome back, folks, to Two Bits One Puck. I'm your host, and this week, more than ever, Mr. Intangibles Dan Masters, with my co-host, the only man stupid enough to pick the Preds over the Stars, and this podcast answer to Harry Kane. Well, Everett, Will Hawaii. Very
1: well. Very well. Mixed emotions, though, Dan. I can't decide whether I like the Stars winning more or less than I like being right. It's been a very, <laughs> um, very complicated week for me personally.
0: Are you one of those fans who hates his team more than anyone else? I mean,
1: I wouldn't say more than anyone else, but I think are yeah, not generally... sure. Oh yeah, I've I've got plenty of hate for all the teams in uh in my life.
0: I do have a question for you, Will.
1: Oh, hit me with a lovely question, Dad. I'm buzzing for it.
0: Now, normally, I will troll the depths of my concussion-riddled brain, the dark recesses, for an interesting original question. However, this week, I'm just going to steal it from Jeff Merrick, as I as I finally caught up on some thirty-one thoughts. And he said last week, "Is it good for the league that so many of the so-called better teams went out of the playoffs so early?" And I'm putting that question to you right now.
1: See, when I heard that, i 31 thoughts. My memory is telling me that I had a decent answer, but now that you're hitting me with it, I d- I don't know, Dan. I don't know if it's good for the league or
0: not. I'll think... I'll I'll lead off just quickly because here was my here was my the thought that I had immediately was that. I'm now thinking about next season. Say, for example, let me think of a team. Who the hell knows? Florida. Go. We'll go with Florida. Say Florida beat Tampa's record and gets 63 wins. And we all go crazy. Are we going to then think, yeah, but look what happened last year. Are we going to care if a teams on pace to have historic season? Because we know what's going to happen in the playoffs. I mean, I know we're going to care a little bit, but we all went crazy for Tampa this year. Would we do the same again next year after what happened in the playoffs? i think I think
1: we would because you just get caught up in the throes of it, don't you? Everyone cares about the regular season while the regular seasons going on, but as soon as the playoffs start, then it doesn't matter or at least you know as soon as you know whether you're in or out, it doesn't matter anymore. There's different layers to to the question. It's good for the league in the sense of Columbus winning uh, in the fact that it's proving that braids are um are still viable, especially at the deadline. Like loading up the deadline can have a positive effect on your team and how how can you get more positive than you know beating the the best regular season team since time began and as far as like whether upsets and like you know seeding upsets in in the playoffs are good for the league or not the league itself as like a big brother type entity they they couldn't give a shit whether first seed second seed who eighth seed win the first round ties—they care more about which teams actually win, or more more specifically, which markets win. Good point. Yeah, they'll be annoyed that Pittsburgh hasn't haven't won. I think between Columbus and Tampa Bay, they couldn't really care. I think they probably would have rather Tampa Bay win just because they're the better team, but uh, and you know, subsequently get more national interest just by being good. If the Canes overturn the Capitals tonight, that's going to be another one they wouldn't be particularly happy about. But yeah, yeah, they, they could care you know, less about sweeps or whatever probably care about sweeps because they want every series to go game seven games to get that beautiful ticket revenue for no player wages
0: uh, Pierre Lebrun pout a, a tweet after the Tampa Columbus series I think he I think he put it out last week asking about more of an advantage for the teams that finish first in their conference as we've discussed before maybe have a playing game or something like that and then the first seeded team gets a buy of some kind and he kind of got slated a bit for it, saying, it's the playoffs. If you want to be a Stanley Cup champion, the first seed should beat the eight seed. It's as simple as that. There should be no guarantees for the first seed. Which I, I was kind of surprised that it it seemed that, I mean, I scrolled down you know, a fair few times and it seemed that 95% just said, no, leave as it is. You know what you've got to do in the playoffs. It's as simple as that. Which I was quite surprised at.
1: It's basically uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Like- LAUGHTER all the fans have been convinced to think that, you know, we want parity. We want good teams to not even be good and bad teams to not even be bad. We want an entire te- an entire league full of grey teams playing grey hockey and having grey results.
0: There we go then. Pretty straightforward question this week.
1: Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, I, th- right. I thought I thought it'd have more more of an answer. Things are good for the league as long as the fans are still paying to watch. That's
0: it. Yeah, that's true. And actually, do you know what? I think the fact that columbus won and the islanders beat pittsburgh and maybe if the hurricanes win after all the storm surge stuff maybe that'll be better for the league maybe more people will tune in thinking oh my god anybody can beat anybody this is crazy because if the best team just wins you're not going to suddenly start watching a sport are you you might but you're more likely to tune in if you know there might be a big upset or something like that
1: and for those quote-unquote smaller markets that's key like yeah, but I'm certain that Bettman is, is of the impression that winning mints new fans. So yeah, yes. the Canes going on an absolute run would create more fans, as it did in 2006. The Blue Jackets sweeping the lightning has no doubt given them more um more coverage in Ohio and stuff like that. Uh, Bettman just wants to create new fans and, and he thinks that success will do that and I think he's probably right.
0: Breaking news here. An absolute oh, really? shocker to start the show is that Will thinks Gary Bettman could be right about something.
1: <laughs> you absolutely happy for a second, Hopefully something crazy had happened.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Joe,
1: whose no. head has exploded.
0: I know that's already happened, but we'll get into that. Shall we? Uh, should we start the show then?
1: Yeah, I suppose we should.
0: everybody, it's that time of the week, it's the Smooth Recap. History is being made everywhere in the postseason this year, and a small piece of it was made in Washington, as Nick Dowd is the first player ever to score a penalty shot goal for the Caps in the playoffs.
1: Speaking of firsts, for the first time in NHL history, both the Eastern and Western Conference eighth seeds have won their opening round matchups. This is going to be a
0: weird postseason good to see Eddie Olczyk finally making a stand for pointless questions from Pierre. As the Between the Benches Boar asks, Eddie, are you getting flashbacks of old Chicago Stadium because of how loud it is in here? To which Eddie replies, honestly Pierre, not really.
1: Speaking of weird things, a weird postseason fact. The Calgary Flames, noted for not being objectively terrible, close out the decade with fewer playoff wins than the Edmonton Oilers. Who most certainly are utterly shite.
0: More revelations this week from the capital slashing, ice leaving hairy bear baby. As Alexander Ovechkin revealed to an Englishman who covers soccer for his main job, but got to talk to a hockey player because apparently there are no Englishmen who talk about hockey, asked Ovi what his secret hangover remedy was. Ovechkin proudly proclaiming, I have never been hungover. As if he wasn't already scary enough.
1: Eric Carlson is a cruel teammate full of backhanded compliments. After Thomas Hertel's game-winning goal in game six, number 65 was caught saying, nice shot, you fucking bitch.
0: The game seven win for the Bruins last night was their 15th game seven win in history, which is a team record in the NHL. Rather than celebrate that, maybe the Bruins should learn how to close out a series earlier, so as to not give their fans sweaty palms and a really bad case of tiredness.
1: Jason Dickinson of the Dallas Stars drew the ire of Matthias Ekholm in the series against Nashville, being pushed to the ice and receiving numerous punches to the head. Dickinson chalked
0: the hatred up to the fact that he has a face. On a personal note now, thank fucking Christ the first round is over, as I can now start catching up on sleep and real world events, as I'm currently recording this show on about 90 minutes sleep.
1: Kevin LeBanc set an NHL record last night, becoming the first player to record four points in a single period during a Game 7. These records are just getting far too specific. And that was a smooth recap.
0: So the Oilers then, better than the Flames confirmed?
1: Yeah, it's true, it's true.
0: Great start. great start.
1: Unfortunate for you, Calgary. Even one of the worst teams in the history of the NHL is better than you.
0: (laughs) Okay then, who's winning the cup?
1: I, I really, I was doing all my prep. Another nice little behind the curtain uh, for a few fans out there, if that's even the right term. I, I realised that I didn't have any positive things in my in my list of <laughs> of things to share with you. So, um, at, at the last ditch effort, I've got Sheldon Keith is winning the cup this week because uh, he's going to be pronounced the new head coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs within the next month. Congratulations <laughs> to you, Sheldon. <laughs>
0: More than a possible Maple Leafs coaching change later on in the show. <laughs> I'm going to take I'm going to take the Carolina Hurricanes because as at recording this pod as at recording this podcast, this prediction is still possible that they might win the cup legitimately. But if they don't win the cup, haven't they won something else? Well, haven't they already won our hearts?
1: <laughs> I knew you to say our hearts? But, um, <laughs> some people's hearts definitely. Probably not Brian Burke's though. That said, I I reckon Burkey likes it. He's just just putting up a face for the old media, isn't
0: he? I think I d- what won my heart more than anything was Twitter pettiness, which I love just maybe more than anything, especially when it involves hockey, because we know that they're kind of they like to be whiter than white, and you know they don't kind of take shots too much, but they posted a I gif of Ovi. Did
1: try very hard to be whiter than white, Dan.
0: They posted a GIF of Ovi leaving the ice and heading down the tunnel after his game conduct with the heading, See you in Game 7. I just thought that was fabulous. Beautiful. Beautiful. Who is getting relegated?
1: Not this season, but in the seasons to come, the Detroit Red Wings will be relegated numerous times, Dan. Wow. As They've, they've hired a GM that I don't know if you're aware, Dan. He's most recently famous for building a team that got swept as the first seed. So um, if that's the best he's got... I don't hold a lot of hope for the old Red Wings.
0: Nah, you you mistaken. That was that was two other GMs who did that. That was Julian and the Breezy boys. That was those two guys. That wasn't <laughs> yeah, the, that wasn't um, Steve Eiserman's team.
1: The boy band coming out of Quebec.
0: Yeah, the uh, the red hot boy band there. It's uh, yeah. That wasn't that wasn't Steve Eiserman's team.
1: My my mistake. My mistake.
0: I'm going to relegate an entire nation. I'm relegating Ooh. all of Canadian hockey teams hey. as the amazing statistic that gets tried out every year. And I'm not going to be any different. It now stands at 26 years since a Canadian team will win the trophy. And to not win the national sport's biggest prize when you have a fair percentage of teams in contention for 26 years is pretty bad.
1: Imagine if they went back to some regional teams or like, you know, regional drafts or whatever. There's just basically, you know, Canadian players playing for Canadian teams and American players playing for American teams.
0: I mean, I'm sure the Canadian teams would wish that would happen.
1: Oh, yeah i'm surprised that hasn't been written into the uh <laughs> yet.
0: that's a that's a good point point. 26 years and you know what every year you just look at teams and think wow this could be the year like calgary this year we're all thinking bloody hell calgary's like really good winnipeg last year that's a great team that's a really good team nope still can't get it done and now this year obviously this year there's not even a team into the second round which is unbelievable
1: yeah that's pretty that's pretty poor I mean, obviously not as poor as them all missing the playoffs that like I did a few years ago, but yeah, yeah. So especially with like three decent, decent contenders this year.
0: I know you would have thought at least one of them would have pushed on a bit, but yeah, maybe go. got
1: them past the first round, but yes. So it goes. So it goes. Canadian,
0: Canadian hockey, you are relegated. Will, how many starters and scratches you got?
1: I've got one starter and two scratches for you, sir.
0: I got two of each, so I'll I'll do my start first.
1: Like it, let's do it.
0: I'm gonna start. Have you seen uh Zach? I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. Fukaley? Fukaley? Fukal? Yeah, Zach Vukal, maybe? Fukal? Yeah, yeah. That guy. Have you have you seen that save for the Fort Wayne Comets with his hand? No. No? Right, okay. It's a two on one breakaway. They playing Toledo. The puck goes across the crease. He drops his stick. And as the shot comes in, he just catches the puck out of midair with his hand. Oh what? Not his, glo- not his glove hand. No, not his glove hand. The stick is yeah, on the his, floor.
1: His, his blocker hand. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: And he just catches it with his hand. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. Proper proper lobster claw. That's <laughs> Fed lobster. Lobster claw. Him. Yeah. Great stuff. Okay, what have you got? I've got
1: the man the myth, the legend, Francesco Aquilini, for successfully pushing everyone away from the fact that he's obviously speaking to Dean Lombardi about being his GM or having something <laughs> to do with something yeah. um, and and having having the gall to take to Twitter and and tell everyone that it's not so I'm, I'm glad that he's put us all off the scent <laughs> well, it's, it's, done like, us, a, it's so. like a
0: as, as we are both uh, fathers, it's like your kid lying to you. Did you do this? And they just go, uh, no. <laughs> it's like, come on, Francisco, tell the truth now.
1: No, I, I like these on Twitter, though. It's um, it's fun. <laughs> Even it if is he's fun. an absolute idiot, it's fun. Yeah.
0: I'm amazed you didn't start. I'm amazed you didn't have this in your smooth recap or have this as your starter. But did you see the two celebrity fans in attendance at the Vegas game?
1: Oh, my God. I completely forgot about this. Did <laughs> you have
0: the the okay, weirdest thing. You could put every single celebrity's name in the world in a giant hat, and I don't know if you'd pick out two more diverse characters than Lil John and Gordon Ramsay sat next to each other, which is That's... just unbelievable. That's
1: the thing. Like, not only are they both in attendance, Lil John, I can sort of see it. Yeah, sure, why not? Gordon Ramsay, pretty weird, but yeah, why not? Why are they sitting next to each other? And like, and it's not even like in a box or anything. They're just down in mucking it. Like they're down in the glass,
0: aren't they? They're at the glass, yeah. I'm really hoping and I, I I sometimes want these things to obviously be true. I'm really hoping they just went to the game together and secretly they've been good friends for years and it wasn't just a <laughs> PR stunt. Some guy just saw so the the guy handles all the, the famous ticket sales for Vegas Had realised, oh my god, I've got a G. Ramsey here and an L. John. Hang on a minute. Let's put them together. I'm hoping they just turned up together or something. And they just sat in the car talking on the way in Lil John's car talking on the way to the game. (laughs) Well, i scared about that shark's third line. God, I'm not kidding, mate. It's going to be fucking awful.
1: (laughs) Who who do you think you got it? (laughs) We're joking about Stone. Oh, it's been incredible. It's been fucking amazing. (laughs)
0: Like like Lil John and Ramsay Ramsey discussing Corsi and stuff like that. (laughs) <laughs> I'm hoping I mean, you that's can case. only hope, but it probably. And then Ramsey getting a something to eat, like a hot dog or something, just throwing it back at the guy, going, "This is fucking disgusting." <laughs> Stuff like that. <laughs>
1: getting behind the grill.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this! I'll do it. Hang on a minute, you going Ramsey. <laughs> what do you fucking want? <laughs> uh, so you got two? is it two? Two scratches? I've got, I've got a pair of scratches for you, Dan. A pair of scratches. Okay, off you go then.
1: The first thing we're going to scratch is any fan. Or just all fans, really, who are eating weird shit. I've I've had enough of it. First, it was the guy eating literal shit. The Leafs fan eating cat shit, cat cap shit. Cap sh- yeah. Cap shit. <laughs> yeah, a, ca- a Leafs fan
0: s- shit. That would have been something.
1: It's probably going to happen at this rate. Uh, and and a guy on Reddit eating a hat after um, proclaiming that you know he would eat his hat if uh, if the Blue jacket swept the Lightning, and unfortunately that happened, and unfortunately this prick ate his hat.
0: I thought you were going to say, Stopping. unfortunately, he suffered a massive internal problem, now he's dead. And I would have said, no, that's quite fortunate, as we don't need those people on the planet. How did, how it... did he eat a hat? Yeah, I don't know. He just did.
1: <laughs> I reckon it's probably not that hard. Getting out is probably a bit harder.
0: Did you ever read the story about the guy who ate the plane?
1: Oh, yeah, like he ate a plane bit by bit.
0: Yeah, it took him like oh, 10 what, years what, or something, and he ate what, a plane. Why are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask me why. Is that fucking know. Well, you, maybe you do. A plane? <laughs> like, is my mate or something?
1: Well, <laughs> just you might have some some sort of psychological insight into the type of person who would eat a plane.
0: No, I, I've eaten some weird shit in my time, but I've never d- I've never thought to sit down to. You,
1: what What is the weirdest thing you've ever eaten? Then.
0: I've eaten a rhinoceros beetle.
1: No, no that's that's boring because that's that's, like anim- that's that's food. Sort of, sorry. How many? It's not that boring.
0: <laughs> I was say, yeah, because you can get them all down at your local Iceland, can't you? <laughs> Peter Andre's like, oh yeah, these frozen rhinoceros beetles are amazing. No, that's not. That's not normal. Will chips are normal. Sausages are normal. Rhinoceros beetles are not normal.
1: Yeah, but it's all right. So, which is more edible, a rhinoceros beetle or a plane?
0: A fucking plane. Not even close. <laughs> Let me tell you, mate. That was grim. Oh, we man. go. I got I had I had locust or it was locust or crickets, mealworms and then a giant beetle. And the locust and or the crickets, whichever one it was, were fine. They tasted a bit like skips. And the mealworms tasted a bit like just dry cornflakes. So they were fine. But I'm telling you that beetle do you know what that beetle tasted of, Will? Uh Beetles. Yeah, it tasted of beetles, which was sour, bitter, and absolutely disgusting.
1: Yeah, it tasted like how you'd imagine a beetle to taste.
0: Yeah, I'd rather eat a shopping trolley than eat another beetle.
1: Was he a big boy?
0: Oh he's a big boy. A big boy.
1: Oh, and obviously then when you
0: bite into it, it does like a huge it's like a huge crunch. I was like, oh this is gross.
1: Don't um don't you guys have mackie D's up there or something? <laughs> yeah, we got weirdly. Really? Oh Jesus Christ. Sorry, I've just seen a photo and this this bastard's like Size of a hand,
0: yeah. There you go. They're not exactly you tiny. You didn't eat one that was the size of your hand, did you? Palm or palm and fingers.
1: The this one's got wings spread. The whole thing's like the size of a palm, and then like a couple of appendages sticking out over the palm.
0: It was probably a bit smaller than a palm. Still, still bigger than I'd want to eat, personally. Yes. Yeah. And apparently, according to you, Mr. fucking Bush took a trial completely normal. So I'm no, not sure, <laughs> sure so... you are sure for your tea every night down in <laughs> Shea Everett.
1: <laughs> it's, not, it's not completely normal, but I wouldn't. it's not like eating a hat or a plane or sponges.
0: Okay, so let me answer your question with a question then. When you said to me, what's the weirdest thing you'd eaten? Do you think I was going to say something like a brick or a mug? <laughs> what, what were you expecting me to say? I don't do,
1: something, know. Something that shouldn't be that isn't yeah. Isn't edible. Wouldn't it wouldn't ever be considered food. Like, I don't know, page out of the Bible or something. <laughs> A whole <laughs> stack of staples.
0: Um What situation would I have to be in to eat anything that's not at least partially edible? I don't even are you, know.
1: Are you familiar I was never, with the term bro, dance, bro. Dan?
0: No, no, no. Because when you asked me that question, what's the weirdest thing you've eaten? That was a genuine question. You weren't bantering with me. Don't even try and cover for yourself
1: now. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, eating weird things for banter. Oh, yeah,
0: but you don't eat them, do you? Like you just kind of put them in your mouth, or I've Um, maybe eaten, I've maybe eaten paper once. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah, all right.
1: In in hindsight, the rhinoceros beetle was more interesting than paper. But I thought, yeah, I just thought for a second. You might have had an interesting one, like oh, I've eaten a highlighter.
0: Please don't tell me you know someone who's eaten a highlighter. No, I don't know anyone who's eaten a highlighter. Uh. All right then. All right. Okay. Well, what's the weirdest thing you've eaten? A lemon hand
1: wipe from KFC. <laughs> there you go. Sick.
0: No, that no. Mine's weirder because yours that's got lemon on it. <laughs> yeah, it was delicious. I, I can. Yeah, I was just saying. I can believe after a KFC, a lemon hand wipe's actually quite palatable. <laughs>
1: Yeah, what you do? You wipe all the grease off your um, off your hands, and then you eat the hand wipe, and it like. come yeah. your Yeah, it's, like <laughs> it's
0: lemon, ch- lemon chicken. <laughs> oh Christ! How like okay, we got to this?
1: For your, uh, esophagus.
0: Oh yeah, fans eating weird <laughs> shit. Yeah,
1: stop it. <laughs>
0: yeah, knock it off. Right, let's move who you, on.
1: Who are you scratching? Apart from that weird shaman who forced you to eat a rhinoceros beetle?
0: <laughs> yeah. Who am I scratching? Other than that time I got locked up in that container by, like, drug dealer, and I had to survive in there for three days by eating nuts and bolts. Because <laughs> that's, like, weird <laughs> enough, apparently. <laughs>
1: That'd be good, yeah. That'd be a
0: great one. I know, team. yeah. I'm going to scratch be. a man who, seemingly up until now, has been unscratchable. But I think we might be coming to the end of the road for David Poyle. As, Ooh. I, I, as I say, I like to check other teams' Twitters and see what fans are saying about their teams. A lot of fans questioning his moves at the deadline, which... I don't blame. I think Mikhail Granlund had 20, uh, seven points in 22 games. Wayne Simmons, who was meant to be there to help on the power play, which bizarrely for the Preds was sort of dismal all year, three points in 19 games. And, and that, uh,
1: that power play went 0 for 15 in the, uh, in the
0: playoffs. 0 for 15. Shit. Like How do you even do that? Even you would think with that, with that D. Like just sending just sending pucks back to the point. You think at some point like PK or Yossi or someone's just going to blast one into the top to top corner, aren't you? But bloody hell, lot of lot of Preds fans questioning Mr. Poyle's stayability in Nashville. So he's my it's first a, scratch.
1: It's a hard one because like I mean I don't think David Poyle's like you know the second coming of bloody Scotty Bowman or whatever, but he's done well. And to to question his deadline moves, like yeah they haven't panned out, but what 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 more do you want? Like you got Wayne Simmons and and Mikhail Granlund, solid solid pickups. If you ask me, yeah, they haven't haven't panned out, but who would have predicted them being this bad? True, and he's he's drafted of... really really well throughout the years, yeah. ridiculously so. You think about all of the homegrown defensive that they've had come through that organization: Shea Weber, Ryan Suter, uh, Yosi Ekholm, Ellis. Seth Jones, now Dante Fabro's coming through. I'm sure there are some other people that I'm... like Dan Hamuse was a was a national draft pick. there's God, plenty yeah. of others. Shout yeah. Just a ridiculous amount of of great players. And it's yeah, maybe he's coming to the end of the road, but it's it's that age old one of can you get someone better than David Poyle if you get rid of him? And I don't necessarily think you can.
0: I think it's the classic weight of expectation mm-hmm. in that they went to the cup final against the Penguins and everyone thinks, okay, we just needed one more piece or maybe a couple of little tweaks and we'll, we'll be fine. And then they get bounced by Winnipeg and they think, all right, that's fine. You know, we can't go to the cup final every year, but next year, next year we'll be okay. And then they go out in the first round and they seem to be, I know, again, it's the playoffs, in, but all fans are seeing is this team is getting steadily worse somehow. Yeah, <laughs> just, That's how it looks, doesn't it?
1: I think I'd I'd definitely give him another year to see how how he corrects the the issues. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, Kyle Turris hasn't turned into what hasn't played how he should be playing. Really, again, uh, deadline acquisitions weren't very good. So I'd I'd let him have another off season, have another crack, another bite of the cherry, see what he can do to get that offense going,
0: get that power play going.
2: Canal,
1: Christ, again, like yeah, he's. He's done all he can. Like, yeah, you, it's not his look fault. at the personnel involved that on either. that power play. Like, how? And they, they ran into a hot goalie in Ben Bishop. Just happened sometimes. In the same way, I wouldn't overreact as a as a Tampa Bay Lightning fan or or employer, uh, like owner or whatever or or GM. I, I wouldn't do the same in Nashville
0: as well. Your next scratch?
1: I'm gonna scratch Big Z, Big Z Dan Oshara. Because I don't want to ever see that picture of him in an Easter bunny suit ever again. Because it's creepy,
0: dude. It's fucking terrifying. It's, it's horrendous. Terrifying.
1: It's giving me nightmares. Oh. I, I, I can't. I can't stand it. Don't ever show me that photo ever again.
0: It's absolute nightmare fuel for sure.
1: The the geezer is all due respect, a freak, and to <laughs> put him in a, a an ill fitting pink bunny suit, is not what I want to see.
0: If Mister Chara ever hears this show, I would like to point out that the views expressed are those of Will Everett and not of me, Daniel Masters. I love you, Z, and please don't hurt me.
1: I'm not, I'm not saying that I don't love Mister Z, but he—he's <laughs> a—he's a, he's a weird-looking guy.
0: He shouldn't be able to play hockey. That's
1: for sure. Oh yeah, he's he shouldn't like be. a weird little giraffe baby.
0: Yeah, shouldn't be possible. Shouldn't be possible. Speaking of Zidane Chara, in relation to the Bruins and the Maple Leaf series, I'm gonna scratch John Tavares. Not for the reason many people might think. He is, as we know, Mr. Roboto. But he scored last night to make the game 2 1. And he just it looked like it was a it looked like they were training. It looked like it was a scrimmage or they were just doing shooting practice. He just skated away, did a couple of limp little fist shakes, and, and that was it. And I just thought it's it's a crazy I am Mr. Intangibles. It's a crazy thing. But I would just thought, like, he looked like his dog had just died right after he'd scored that goal. And he just seemed miserable and uninterested. And I just thought, I thought, as as he wheeled away, I expected him to be like, let's fucking go. Come on, we are back in this game. And he just kind of went, yes, let's play, boys. And I just thought, oh, I, I need a bit more from me there, John. I need to see that you actually care.
1: You uh, you can't hate poor Johnny for being completely devoid of personality. It's it's not his fault that he's just a
0: wet blanket, or a wet a wet Toronto Maple leaf comforter.
1: Uh, yes, yeah, he's a he's a blue and white blanket that is soaked. If if that's if that's a crime, then shoot John Tavares.
0: Maybe he just scores too many goals. You know, like when Austin Matthews scores a goal, you know he scored a goal. Like he's fucking like yes, like come on, and then JT just yeah all right, yeah. Great.
1: Love goal. Dodd-Jones has been scoring big and important goals for 20 years now.
0: Okay, then. News. I wanted to quickly touch on something we didn't get to talk about last week, which was the women's world and the OT decision that ended the game.
2: Over time, there often is an even upper. Now, Hirokoski. and to end Hirokoski. Rigsby. Rebound.
3: This is a goal, and if it is, it is the most historic goal in Finnish women's hockey history. Well, the veteran defender, she picks her moment, she carries it through. Two defenders, puts that puck through to the net. The girls have there it is. their hugging as they wait.
2: No goal. Unbelievable.
0: As I think it was a travesty, and... A terrible, terrible, terrible decision. If you've not seen it, I would advise you to go and check it out. It's USA versus Finland. The game's tied at one all, going to OT. Alex Rigsby, the US goalie, comes out of a crease. Jenny Hirikoski, the Finnish player, goes to Dangle, it looks like Dangle around. Rigsby takes it down. The call on the ice is a penalty against the US goalie. And then Yeminen comes in and scores the OT winner. Obviously, gloves come off, sticks go in the air, Finland celebrates, blah, blah, blah. But it then goes to review, and the video replay judge decides it's goal interference, which, I'll tell you, is an absolute judgment call at best. Because in my opinion, it isn't. And then the game goes to a shootout. I I don't know why. I think that's also something that's really odd. Your thoughts on this call?
1: I think it's a hard one, really, isn't it? I think it's a really hard one. I'm just watching it again now. Like, uh, sorry, what was what was the goalie's name? I've I've completely blanked already. Uh, Rigsby, Alex Rigsby. Rigsby, like Rigsby is technically in her crease, but she's she's reaching, she's reaching. So like, I just don't quite know. She Rigsby's making the save, and and the finished player, she's coming through. I think it's called the interference. To be honest, I think it's right.
0: You're is it, is mad. It,
1: how how am I mad? So so the, the goalie's making a save and then the the finished player just follows through and blasts her out the way. Her feet are still taking hardly... the crease.
0: that's that's ridiculous. At I that point I... you've got at that I point think... you've got to make a judgment call. I get it. Maybe like one centimetre of her skate is in the crease. But then as a goalie, if you reach out and block a player 'cause the forget, the the call on the ice is a penalty on Rigsby. The video replay judge changed yeah, it to I I interference.
1: I don't think. I don't think the um, the penalty on Wigsby should be there because all she's doing is making a save. All she's doing is making
0: a save. <laughs> There's no way she trips the finish player. She trips her completely.
1: It's, it's not deliberate though. She's scrambling to get the puck.
0: Well, if we're going to talk about deliberate penalties, we'll we'll be here all day. A penalty is a penalty, deliberately or not.
1: But it's, I still don't think it's a penalty. I think it's incidental. I think the play should be should be blown dead. It's like a goalie interference that shouldn't be a penalty. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like, crazy. like ball to hand. But according to the double IHF rules, the international rules, which is what they were playing at, playing by at the time, if a goalie has any foot in the crease at all, they are goalie interference ball Any contact is goalie interference. So, them, them's the rules, as they say. I don't, I don't, I don't see how you could be so incredulous about it. Goalie, Goalie's trying to make a save. It's it's unfortunate, but it's it's what happens. It's what's happened. She's trying to make a save. The the Finnish player's not deliberately trying to take her out, but she skates into her and then subsequently stops her from making a save. Not that she would have made the save, but at the same time, like she's she's stopped any any chance of she that shot wouldn't have had to that shot wouldn't have been taken if that Finnish player hadn't skated into the goalie because the goalie
0: would have reached the puck. I just don't see how the Finnish players going to get out of the way there. No, no, I'm not. She's I'm not trying to. That. She's trying to dangle. She's trying to. Dangle, she's not just like she didn't just charge into Rigsby. She tried to dangle around her, and then what happens happens. You, but I don't know. Are you sure? You <laughs> sure? Are you sure? I are, think you sure? So.
1: are we? Are we not watching? Are we watching different videos?
0: Yeah, but because Rigsby comes out so far, then she's going to get. Even if her foot's in, if she if she dives out and then the player skates into her, even if her toe's in the crease, that's ridiculous to call it goalie interference. Because how is the player then going to get out of the way?
1: But this is what I'm on about. Where I'm saying it's like incidental. It's, it it just is what it is. They uh, they collide. Yes. Do you do you dispute that they collide? I
0: don't. <laughs> I do not dispute that they collide.
1: <laughs> yeah, and then and then the Rigsby's taken out of position. I don't. I don't think it should be a penalty. I think it should be like if if the puck goes over the glass when there someone's in the offensive zone. Just unfortunate. Like like if the goalie's mask came off.
0: We're gonna have to go. We're gonna have to go with a classic. Agree to disagree, which is becoming a staple here on this show. Oh,
1: mate, we're gonna <laughs> gonna end up with entire shows just with no no agreement.
0: Yeah, no conclusion at all. All right, let's move on from that. Fair enough. I am going to revoke your European hockey card, though. So if you can turn that in at the uh, at the closest place, that'd be great.
1: Of course, I mean narr- narrative-wise, it, sh- it shouldn't have been goal interference. There we go. At all an and, and the one,
0: but I'm going to cut out everything you've just said and just play that five seconds there. <laughs> <laughs> I have a power of editing at my fingers.
1: I'll I'll, I'll, I'll trade in my ACAB tattoo and um, <laughs> by by saying, yeah, the letter of the law was was that was goal interference.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Do you want to do two little bits of news? Do you want to do Steve Eisenman and Game of Thrones now or after playoffs?
1: Yeah, come on. Let's 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 get those out of the way because I fear Game of Thrones will just go on ad, ad for if we're not careful.
0: Yeah. So at least if we've got something else coming up, we know we've got to stop it, don't we? I suppose. What have you thought of? What have you thought of it so far? Then have you have you seen episode two? Yeah, yeah, I've seen episode two. Um, okay, what, do you, what um... do you think so far? I'm surprised
1: that in a series that is only going to be six episodes long, we're already starting to see filler. It's It's been good. It's been good. But like, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It just feels like we're setting up a bit. And I, I get that, especially in the second episode, like they're setting up bonds between certain characters and stuff. There's a, there's a lot to happen in only four episodes left.
0: Well, the next episodes are going to be super. Like this, this week's going to be like I think like an hour and fifteen minutes, or an hour and twenty minutes. They've added an extra yeah. twenty two minutes to the show, haven't they?
1: Yeah, I saw I saw a headline about that. What would what, what do they mean? They've added twenty two minutes extra. Yeah. So, so the episode, the episode was, filmed it this
0: week. No, it's obviously on the cut. It's obviously been edited out, and they've just said just put it back in whatever they've decided to edit out. I think they thought they only had an hour for episode three. And HBO have gone to them and said, "Actually, just increase it. We'll, we'll get like two more ad breaks in, make a ton more money. So just put in an extra twenty minutes if you want that you've cut out." We'll all be laughing. So it was meant to be an hour long. Now it's going to be about an hour and twenty minutes. And this it, this is this week's going to be obviously the battle, which sort of you know the longest battle ever filmed on, ever filmed basically in TV or film. Yeah, we, so, we
1: should we should say for anyone who hasn't watched it, I don't think we're giving away anything too much just yet. But there will be spoilers in this next few minutes
0: no fuck off with that if you've not watched it by now that's on you I don't care it's Game of Thrones for fuck's sake <laughs> it's not some like <laughs> some, it's not, so it's like, not some out. second yeah it's not some second season fucking I don't know Ponzi comedy or something it's Game of Thrones if you've not watched it by now there's something wrong with you I don't want to hear it
1: yeah there's there's a lot that needs to happen in the next few episodes and I think that's going to be kind of interesting
0: But episodes four, five, and six are all going to be over an hour and 15 minutes long, aren't they?
1: Yeah, but I mean, it's still, you know, even even so, that's only, like, one extra episode, basically. Like, if you add in all the extras, that's basically five more episodes to do. You've got to do the the battle between the dead and
0: Winterfell. Which is one episode, done.
1: Yeah, but this, this is the thing, like... To have the Night King and and like the White Walkers and stuff built up so much over seven seven seasons and, and sixty nine episodes, which is pretty nice if you ask me. Oh. Um, then to just have it done in one episode. Like it's it's, it's a weird one because I wouldn't want it dragged out. I hate when episodes and, and any film or TV is just loads of fighting. Yeah, I, I like a good action scene, but like ugh, just don't don't give me like forty five minutes of, of a bloody battle. This feels like a bit of a it's gonna be quite a sharp stop to the Night King story, I think.
0: I'm wondering if I'm wondering if the majority of the White Walkers are killed, and then there's only like maybe one or two absolute powerful entities left, and maybe they finish him off in the next episode or something. But you gotta think you yeah. gotta think now there's only you know, you, you go from all those factions, and now there's only three factions. So there's only three essentially. There's only three teams left essentially. There's the White Walkers, all the the Winterfell people, and then Team Cersei. And there's no one else. That's it. And then you've got sort of three to tie up all the loose ends. It's going to be obviously Cersei then versus John, Danny, and you know that whole crew. And then there's nothing else after the battle with, of the dead. So,
1: so so it's basically a playing game between the dead and um, <laughs> everyone who's at Winterfell to play Cersei in the final.
0: Yeah, there was a tweet from Pierre Brun last week saying, "I think Team Cersei should get a number one seed." What you know? What's her advantage really? And apparently, they uh, <laughs> they decided that it should be a playing game between Winterfell and the dead. <laughs>
1: I, t- I tell you what, I, d- I don't know if this is like commonly held theory, but do you want to know? Do you want to know what I think is going to happen, there?
0: Go on, mate.
1: I think I it's probably not that interesting the theory, but I think Danny's going to go mad. I agree, and, uh, and John's going to have to kill her.
0: I also agree. I completely but, agree.
1: And it's it's written in the stars now that, especially that last episode, she's uh, she's losing it.
0: She's gone mad with power. She's been telling everybody since, basically, season one episode three that she's the rightful heir. And now John comes along and goes, "Are you going to bend the knee to me?" No, she's not. She's mental now. <laughs> she's like fully in. She's fully in.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm buzzing, absolutely buzzing. And that uh, that sort of would line up with the, the Azura High prophecy as well. To get super nerdy about it.
0: Yes. I also think here's my hot take. I think Jamie's gonna die in the Battle of Winterfell protecting Brienne. Yeah. And okay. but we're not gonna know that. We're gonna see him go down or get hit somehow and Brienne carries him away or something like that. And then Jamie reappears at King's Landing with Cersei and all her crew and then he kills Cersei but then it turns out to be Arya. Oh because she can't she can only take someone's form if they're dead. And I think Jamie's gonna die but we're not gonna know he's dead. And that's how we're gonna know he's dead is when Jamie kills Cersei but it turns out it's Arya who kills him. Who kills oh, Cersei with that's... you know with the mask. That's my like theory. That.
1: That's a good little idea. That's a good little
0: idea. Did you did you hear as well that there's rumoured meant to be... I don't know where this rumour came from, but it's picked up so much steam, I'm going to be crushed if it's not true, that there's meant to be a secret extra episode after the last episode. What,
1: like the week after there's just going to be a... Yes.
0: Appar- I don't know where this started. I don't know. It could have been no. one of those crazy fan things that got made up. But somebody somewhere said something like, the ending is not what you think, and it's not the ending. And then the rumour mill started that season. episode six finishes with, I guess, Cersei sat on the throne looking smug. And then you find out the week after, oh, hang on a minute, tune in next week for the final episode. And now, if that's not true now, I'll be gutted because that'd be such a good idea.
1: But um, what's, what's the point?
0: I don't know. It's just like, a, you could, here's the thing. Game of Thrones has revolution, revolutionised TV again. It's, it's now the only show that everybody sits down to watch week to week. In the world of binging and online streaming and all that kind of thing, you can watch anything whenever you want. Game of Thrones realized that we've got something here with this week-to-week thing. What's a final little twist we can put in a final little wrinkle that no one's done before? No one's ever done that before. It would be, be
1: an interesting way subvert expectations, which is something that yes. Game of Thrones is absolutely
0: famous for. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But but in short, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed it so far. I didn't mind I, I agree that essentially episode one and two was episode one and then episode one a you probably could have squeezed in enough stuff from episode two into episode one and it would have been exactly the same but but i've still enjoyed it i've still enjoyed it
1: It's, it's nice to have it back but i am sort of of the mind that going into this series i just want it to end now but i want to see the end i just don't want it hanging over anymore you know what i mean
0: no. But that's good though. We know the end we know the ends here and we know we're going to you know we know we're getting somewhere, don't we? So I don't know that's a good thing.
1: It's gonna be good. I'm thoroughly excited. As long as there's no more awkward Arya and Gendry sex scenes
0: for the love of God. Dude. God. The general consensus is that was the worst. Oh, that was, that was awful. Horrible. Horrendous. Oh, Needless. God. Hey, look at this ten year old girl who you still think is ten years old because T V freezes everybody's age. Here she's having sex. I was like, oh my god, what's happening? <laughs>
3: And, and then my like, wife went,
0: "Oh God, they're going to fuck, aren't they?" And I went, "Oh God, yeah, they are." And I just, oh no, icky, don't like it. No, no, thank you. I said because it showed it showed him um, it showed Genji working in the mill, didn't it? Like sweating, like shirt half open, and I was like, he's got to take his top off because he must be shredded to fuck underneath that top. <laughs> he's got to take his top off and just to be like, oh, I'm so hot, let me take off my top. But he didn't, and I was kind of disappointed. <laughs>
1: I am, I feel a bit bad, but in my mind, Gendry will always be Chris from Skins. I just can't <laughs> not see it. Just can't not see him as
0: some weird. I know. Pilled up. It's the, same, it's the same. It's the same whenever I watch Nicholas Holt in anything. Oh, oh, hang on a minute. Just, Wait, what, are you talking, what are you doing in X, men What the hell? This you, is weird. You nasty little bastard. Didn't you get here by a by bus? <laughs> exactly. Anyway, speaking of the Iron Throne. Steve Eiseman. on to (laughs) to the Iron Throne in Detroit.
2: Thank you. I I really appreciate you all uh, turning out this afternoon for for our uh, press conference here. I would like to start by saying, one, I'm extremely excited to be back in Detroit. Uh, with the Red Wings. This city, uh, Red Wing fans, uh, the state of Michigan were incredibly supportive of me throughout the ups and downs of my playing career. Uh, I am very excited to return to the organization uh, and, and join the Red Wings again and with our goal of getting the team back in contention for Stanley Cups and the championships that is expected and has come to be expected here in Detroit. We've got a lot of work to do and Depending on your age, you know that this takes time. It's up and down for organization. It takes time, and I caution everyone and temper the excitement that this is going to take time. I cannot give you a specific linear timeline. Ken Holland moves into the position of,
0: man, we would buy it in any normal business, but this is hockey, so we're not going to. We're just going to move him around a bit. Stevie Y takes over. guess my question is, how do you think he's going to? First off, How do you think he's going to do?
1: I think think he'll do well. I think he'll do well. I think it's going to take some time. I think it's (laughs) going to take...
0: Whatever gives you that idea?
1: Oh, maybe, yeah. I'm just going to have a quick little look at the Red Wings' cat-friendly page. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just so I've got my facts in order. The names off the top of my head that are getting in the way of Stevie Y having a, a quick turnaround would be Justin Abducator, Jonathan Erickson, Darren Helm, Oh who else have we got? Franz Nielsen's gonna be a bit of an issue. Yeah, Franz um, Nielsen's
0: always on people mention.
1: Yeah, it's not uh, it's not ideal. It's not ideal at all. But uh, oh Danny de at five mil for another three seasons. Jesus Christ. There's a bit of tinkering, but I think it's it's gonna take a few years, but I think he'll be alright. I think he'll be alright, he'll get there. Of course he's think... gonna be alright. He's a genius. Yes, yeah,
0: of course he'll but yeah, he's Stevie Y. Two things. First off I'll I'll let you answer this first. Do you think him being there, just his name, will attract free agents to Detroit now?
1: I think there's there's more of a chance that, um, that yeah, it'll happen. Great. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, without without a doubt. Yeah, because why, why wouldn't you? There's got to be some players out there that would be considering Detroit anyway that look at it and think, right, yeah, I want to get involved there. They've got some good things going on. Well, which pick did they end up
0: with? Sixth or something? Um, and they've then, got they've got three picks in the second round as well.
1: Yeah, exactly. So they're doing right, yeah, they're right. They're number six. So they're picking six, they're gonna get another decent player coming through into the pipeline this year. And they've got some some good young players, like Anthony Mantha's still relatively young, same with Athanasiu. Obviously Dylan Larkin's still only twenty two, he's there for a number of years to come. The D is gonna be a big issue. The only player under thirty. Or who will be under thirty on their on their roster next year? Who currently plays on their D is Madison Bowie. Not ideal. Yeah, I think Stevie Y will do some do some wonders there. It will do better than Ken Holland did at the very least. And I completely forgot Philip Zadina as well. So he's got some bits to work with.
0: His only issue, <clears throat> excuse me, his only issue is going to be that division,
2: um.
0: because in the space of, I in the space of a year, you've gone from Tampa, Boston, Toronto. That's it to now Tampa, Boston, Toronto, a much, much improved Montreal Canadiens. Florida, now with Coach Q at the helm, going to be doing bits in the off-season. And if the rumours are all to be believed, they're going to get Panarin and Mabroski, and maybe some others if they're trying to move some things around. And then you've got a Stevie Wire led Detroit. Plus, if anybody can get in there and sort out Buffalo, who do have good players, let's be honest, they have got good players, they just can't seem to make it work for some reason. That is a hell of a division to try and do bits in now.
1: I think the hope that Eisenman has to have is that by the time they're ready to contend again, Boston might have, have taken a severe step back with you know, like your, your, uh, your Char is coming off and Bergeron and Marshang and, yeah, and stuff like that. David Krejci is obviously already a bit of an issue. The hope is that Buffalo continue to spin their wheels and never really do anything. And that by that time, Toronto and Montreal have imploded within themselves, <laughs> as you can only expect that they will have.
0: Yeah, I suppose. And uh, to be fair, it would be remiss of me as well not to mention another team in that division, because Otto will be having unparalleled levels of success. Heisman's got to sort of contend with Big Bad Eugene as well.
1: They are, they are in fact going to spend to the cap.
0: They are going to gonna spend the to cap. the cap. To the cap. Great hire. Yeah, great hire. I mean, we predict we we said last year, didn't we? We said at this time last year when he sort of left his role with the Lightning, we said well, he clearly he's going to go back to Detroit at some point, and a year later, and here we are. This is,
1: uh, it's earlier than I thought it would be.
0: Oh, really? I, no, I expected I expected it straight away. As soon as he stepped down, I thought he's he's had a word from someone somewhere in Detroit saying, "Get ready to have a year, see your family, enjoy your time with them," because. <laughs> We want you to come and take over here, and he's gone. Yeah,
1: all right. I don't know. I thought they'd at least wait until because didn't they extend Ken Holland like last season?
0: Yeah, I'm sure they did. Well, they extended uh, Jeff Blassill. He's got two more years, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder if there was any like tampering consultation sort of thing. Of course, there was. <laughs> yeah, but but like consultation about, oh, do you mind if we extend? Jeff Blashoff sort of thing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, of course there was. Dude, if anybody thinks there's no tampering in the NHL, you're mad. You're mad. Dude, like we said, I'll be stunned if Panarin and Bobrovsky don't end up in Florida. And we've known that for about five months. (laughs) Yeah, but I (laughs) mean,
1: tampering with someone somewhere is is one thing, but the idea of Steve Eisen...
0: tampering at all levels.
1: ...technically being the GM of the Red Wings all this season just via phone from his house, like... (laughs) Ken Holland's phoning him up every day, is Steve, he's, he's got not, a bat pho- he's got a bat phone in his for? office. It's like it's like a Red Wings phone picks up the the winged wheels, the receiver.
0: <laughs> he's got to put the he's got to put the secret name on his phone. It's like car or something like that. Like, Who's ringing you? Ah, oh, nobody. Can't tell you.
1: That's uh, a mechanic. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: He tells his wife to tell that he's having an affair. <laughs> because that's why he's getting secret <laughs> phone calls. Listen, you can't tell anyone I'm talking to the Red Wings, okay? Just tell them I'm having an affair or something. Whatever it is, I don't care. People can't know this. I'll get done.
1: You'd have to save the, the secret number as Little Caesar's Pizza, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> no, you couldn't. It's too obvious. It'd have to be Papa John's. <laughs> or Domino's or something. <laughs> why have you got Papa John's number on your phone? Oh, dude, I love their pizzas. Like, I just sometimes just get hankering for it. I have to ring them. I've got them on speed dial. <laughs> do,
1: you, do you reckon if you're um, if you're employed by the Red Wings, you're allowed to eat any other pizza apart from Little Caesars? That's
0: a great question. Do you know what? Probably not. I can't imagine if you're... I don't know, like we say, or, I'm gonna, or at least you can't,
1: you can't be seen eating. Like, If there was a fucking yeah. bloody Dylan Larkin eating you know, Papa John's,
0: Dylan Larkin's walking out of a Domino's with a balaclava run. It's the only way you can get it.
1: Balled up, going on a pizza run. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, yeah, Detroit fans, you should be really happy. You should be really happy. It's just that division. Just that division. But like, well, I think you make a good point. By the time Steve Eisman's looking at Detroit actually being something, he's hoping that a couple of teams will have probably drop off. Here's, oh, another thing I was going to ask you. Do you think there's any chance he has a word in a couple of Lightning's players' ears to try and maybe... No. Because they got... Dude, we've said they've got... They have got a huge crunch, a huge cap crunch coming up this, this off-season. they got a lot it, of decisions to make.
1: It would be interesting to see if there's any, like... Yeah, any of those pseudo-salary dumps. You know, yeah. Players like maybe Andre Palat or Tyler Johnson or, you know, some players with bigger tickets than... You can afford to have on that lightning team if if the wings and the lightning become a bit of a um, bit of a trade partner sort of thing.
0: Okay then, playoffs. Let's round up, except for one game. Round one. Let's start in the west. Let's start with your Dallas Stars. Well,
1: my my Dallas Stars of uh, of of Ben Bishop fame.
0: The Dallas Stars of Ben Bishop and Tyler Sagan jumping for joy fame. Did you see him when that goal went in the OT goal?
1: No, oh, I couldn't learn something on high, could he? Thought he was gonna go through the roof.
0: I've always liked Tyler Sagan. I'm a huge Tyler Sagan fan. I think I think he's awesome. And just to see him jumping around with girlish glee was just was just amazing. It was so good. And it's amazing, Will. This team of absolute horseshits made it to the second round. How is it possible?
1: A, it's funny. It's it's really funny. A team that were embarrassing. You know, yeah, an embarrassing level of effort according to their coach as a, as sorting it out. What I um what a hot goalie can do for you, eh?
0: It's a hot... Every team, every team in the playoffs needs at least a very good goalie during the playoffs. You can't be below average and, and be successful, unless you're facing another below-average goalie, in which case you'll be fine. But... <laughs> but... Dude, like, you, your best players have, have turned up. You've got depth growing all of a sudden. defensemen are now suddenly chipping in. I mean... This team could not be slept on. You can't sleep on your own team again, is I'm sure you will.
1: Jamie Ben turning back into Jamie Ben has really helped, really, really helped, especially in those last couple of games. I mean, he was absolutely on fire. Some of those, some of those plays like that, that massive hit he laid on Ryan Ellis before setting up. I think it was Sagan, wasn't it? In um, in game five, that was something else. And and yeah, it really helps to to have one of your best players actually turn back into that best player. And, yeah, they've finally had a bit of scoring depth and stuff, but I think a bit of an unsung hero this year has been Jim Montgomery. I think he really has done a good job. There's been some some great quotes from him about how, yeah, he wanted the team to play with with pace and be a puck possession team and a high-scoring team, and then sort of halfway through the season it really became obvious that that wasn't working. So he adapted, you know, changed changed away from how he wanted his team to play to how he needed his team to play and how he knew that his team could play, and and the results of showing themselves sort of thing.
0: Do you think we discussed at length the the Jim Light's comments when they came out, and we were both very vocal about it was you know very stupid of him and blah blah blah. Do you think it lit any fire under the team? Do you think it had any effect on the team at all, or do you think they just brushed it off as whatever? It's just a small guy talking shit.
1: I I think it must have had some sort of effect on them, but I don't like to chalk
0: it up to that really. Like, yeah. Oh no, of course not.
1: I think it, it must have for for certain certain players on the team. I, I don't know who because I don't know their temperaments that well, but like certain players would have read that and and thought, right, fuck you, Jim. We're gonna we're gonna show you how we do it, sort of thing.
0: What now for the Preds? It's interesting because a lot of supposed very good teams, another one we'll touch on in a minute, in, in the Jets. We've already mentioned the Penguins. We've already mentioned the Lightning. Supposed teams that are just loaded are now finding themselves in situations where somehow having a fuck ton of great players is just not enough. And I'm asking the same question about the Predators. I mean, what what do they do anything else in the off-season? Do they make any changes? What, you know, oh, what would I you think- do? I
1: think they have to. I wonder if they look to make another Seth Jones for Ryan Johansson type trade. Look at trading out one of like you know, Fabro or Ellis or Subban, probably Fabro or Ellis, I'd imagine, and try and get some forward help in, some serious forward help. Because yeah, you know, if if Poyle carries on, Poyle gets gets another year out of this. He's really got to swing for the fences and make sure that he has a positive impact for next season. Ownership should keep hold of of David Poyle. I think Pete Laviolette probably deserves another year as well. I wouldn't necessarily get rid of him if I was David Boyle, because he's a good coach. Just got to try and do something with that forward group. I
0: mean, they've got yeah, they've got two defensemen they could trade off, haven't they? It wouldn't it wouldn't hurt them too much.
1: Well, excuse me, it's worked for them before, so
0: it's lucky. I think some of the I think all of these teams have been quite lucky in that the Lightning, the Penguins, the Preds, the Jets, all these teams are sort of loaded up. And to try to try and make that difference to, well, maybe not the Penguins, but the other three to get over the hump, kind of thing. They've all lost, and I think if you're a if you're a GM who's called into a meeting one day or something and just say, "Look, it was a crazy postseason. What can I say? I mean, the Predators lost, the Jets lost. You know, like what what can I say? It's just one of those things. It just happens now and again. I think all these GMs who've maybe got a question mark or even a slight question mark under them." Could maybe point to that and just sort of save save their skins for at least another season.
3: Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. There's uh, at least there are other examples of of good teams just shitting the bed, quite frankly, this year, and just say, look, we we hit a goalie. we we were unlucky. There's something in the water. Let's try again next year and, and prove that we aren't that team sort of thing. Because it's just one bad playoffs like we said from from the top, they were in the Stanley Cup final two years ago, and they made the second round round yesterday. Uh, yesterday, last last week, last year, crime. they might be on the on the downward slope as far as progression in the postseason. But you can't, you can't have one first round exit and get rid of your, your GM of twenty years, can you?
0: No, not at all. Or, or can you? Or can you? Hey, maybe you can. Maybe you can. Okay, let's move on to. Another for the first time ever, as we as we discussed last week, it was a possibility. The first seed in the Eastern Conference and the first seed in the Western Conference are knocked out in the first round. How surprised were you with the Avs beating the Flames four games to one?
1: Thoroughly surprised, to be honest. Yeah. I didn't have a great read on this series, but I I still thought that the Flames would, would do better than they did. Maybe I I could have seen it going to seven. Maybe if it was an absolute goal first, I can absolutely track me. But you, know, you just can't underestimate Nathan McKinnon in that top line anymore.
0: Fucking hell. Nathan McKinnon. Jesus Christ. I have literally lost track of what games I've seen. If you tell me I watched game one of the series, I believe you. If it was game three, I believe you. I can't remember. I, I remember though, every time I watch the game or see a highlight I'm like, holy fucking Christ, Nathan McKinnon what are you doing? Like, You're unbelievable. He is playing unbelievable And he is absolutely driving that team.
1: Loopy, absolutely loopy, how well he's played.
0: And as we said last week, I, I I expected this to come down to who's got, you know, is the Avs top line going to be a ton better than Mike Smith? And the answer was, Mike Smith kept the Flames in this series. He he was not, you know, he if it wasn't for him, it would have been way worse. It would have been way worse. I looked at the top. I just sort of picked a random, but okay, what are the top four point scorers in the series? For the Flames, it was Bennett, Kachuk, Anderson and Backlund who had 14 points between them. And then Rantanen, McKinnon, Barry and Nieto had 26 between them. Over the over five games, a 12-point difference is just stupid. Absolutely,
1: absolutely ridiculous. Mike Smith played as well as they could have expected him to, but it still just wasn't good enough. It, yeah, it wasn't a major implosion because the Flames didn't, didn't get swept, but in sort of an example of a team who probably wasn't as good as their uh, their league standings made people believe they were, finally crashing back down to earth.
0: But isn't that mad, though? Isn't that mad, though, that we can say they weren't as good as we thought they were? They were the best team in the Western Conference. How could they not be as good as we thought they were? I don't get it.
1: I think it's it's funny about perception, though, isn't it? The lightning might have got swept for people sort of know or believe that they're a good team. Like we've we've got a longer track record than just one season sort of thing. That's a good if, point. If if the Flames have another you know, come out and, and smash to you know first, second or third in the Pacific next year, then yeah, it's probably a further indication that they are actually a good team. At the moment they're just another team on a PDO bender, aren't they? Or were at least.
0: <laughs> yeah, they were at least. They were at least. I wanna give a shout out to one of the people on the Flames that we love more than any, and that's James Neal, who, mm-hmm. as we discussed, snake it till you make it, earn as much money as you can for doing as little as possible. And we said playing on a third or fourth line, maybe playing 10 minutes a night, is doing as little as possible. Of course, we never obviously discussed the fact that, actually, you could be a healthy scratch <laughs> and do even less, which he was. So making uh, near six million dollars a year to sit in the press box eating crisps. So good on you, well done, James.
1: It's it's good. I'm I'm really looking forward to him being sent down and becoming a, an AHL healthy scratch next year. it's yeah. gonna be uh, it's gonna be beautiful.
0: Blues Jets, obviously, obviously the story is that after January the first, the Blues were the worst team in the league, and now here we are with them in the second round, <laughs> which is <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? This league, dude. This league.
1: Things like that, that say this was a Truman show or a Truman show like situation. That'd be the sort of thing that would be like a bit of a crack. A glitch in the Matrix if you were that sort of hints that things aren't quite as they seem and everything's a little bit fake or fixed or whatever.
0: But it's just Yeah, I feel I I feel like if this was one of those I think if this was one of those films. Where the plucky underdog suddenly becomes really good, you'd be like, as if that would ever happen. What a load of shit! As if <laughs> there's no way this would ever happen, and yet, and yet here we are. Yeah, you know,
1: like we said before the season started last year. Like, and as we've said all throughout the season, really, Saint Louis have had the personnel for a good team. Yeah, and they suffered with quite a few injuries on from the outset. As much as you know, the Flames maybe weren't as good as we thought they were. The Blues were nowhere near as bad as they were. If that makes any grammatical sense whatsoever. But I get to to beat out the Jets in six games is still very impressive, very impressive. Yeah, it doesn't just because uh, we expect the Blues to be this good doesn't take away from from the achievement of going from thirty first to to the second round of the playoffs in the same season. Absolutely, talk about a quick rebuild. eh?
0: I'll say, yeah, rebuilding on the fly. Credit And credit Craig Berube as well. As we, I mentioned a few weeks ago that we just we chuckled at when he was hired and, you know, why would you hire this guy? And we were totally wrong. He's done an absolutely amazing job. Got those players playing, got them believing. Like you say, hot goalie makes a lot of difference. We'll preview the second round in a bit, but I just want to quickly touch on the Jets, like the Preds, like the Lightning, as I've just said, like the Penguins. Listen to this so these are all the RFAs UFAs coming up this off season. So you've got Line, Connor, Truber, Bulo, Morrow, Cop, Brassard, Hayes, Tanev, Lindholm, Hendricks, Myers, Cairo. That's a lot. And when there was discussions about Patrick Laine's contract and what he was gonna get coming up, everybody was saying Carl Connor's gonna make way more money than Patrick Laine. I was wondering what your read is on that.
1: I think would do better to take a short term contract. I think Lionair should take a shorter term contract than Carl Connor does, just because I still think that goal scoring prowess is is just gonna it's gonna crack back open again. He's had a bit of a down year with thirty goals and twenty assists, but the, the kid's still young. He's still twenty one. Give yeah. him another couple of years and he'll be banging in fifty goals every every week. He is still gonna su- succeed eventually as this generation's great great goal scorer, without a doubt. Wow. Without a doubt not that he's gonna be better than Ovechkin, but the torch is gonna to be passed from Ovechkin yeah. to Line. The the kid's got so much more to give. He's got such raw talent and such a such a knife in there. Like you can't discount that, that shot sort of thing. But yeah I think if Line takes like a, a two, three year bridge, he'll be the laughing in the long run. For how much? Oh I dunno. <laughs> five, five, six. I, I don't know what a bridge looks like in this day and age. To be honest,
0: I know, I know. Yeah, but and that's the thing we've discussed already with um, with the Matthews deal and Manis deal coming up. Players are less willing to take bridges now on a like maybe like you know three, four years at say four million or something. They're they're kind of it seems to be trending a different way at the moment. If you're gonna if you're giving me a five year deal, well, that's fine, but you better be paying me a fair chunk.
1: So let's say three years, at eight million a, a season.
0: That's not bad actually, yeah, that's not bad. I go with that, I go with that. Go. I saw that Patrick Liner was one of the first this guy's been playing injured all season as he apparently had been playing with an injured back all year and then hurt his Ooh. groin in one of the games against the Blues as well and carried on playing. I may as well throw this out there while we're talking about it. Players shouldn't do this, should they? Why why do we let why do we let players play like this?
1: All season I get as well. I know. Like, it, it, did you remember last season when Tortorella was talking about how Zach Rowenski couldn't use one of his arms all year? <laughs> so yeah, what, we discussed that, didn't we? Yeah, I oh my god! What is? Yeah. What, why are you doing why? that? You d- you don't need to do that. For, further to my point, if if Patrick Relina is banging out thirty goals with a dicky back, like Jesus Christ, watch out!
0: I've seen a lot. I, I cannot remember a single player, obviously, because I'm sleep deprived. But I've seen a lot of in the past sort of two weeks. This player's just had hip surgery. This player's just had knee surgery. Going to be out sort of three months, four months, and you just think you must have been playing on that for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks, and you just made it worse.
1: Part of me understands if it gets to like January or February and you're in a you're in a playoff dog fight, yeah, and it's the sort of thing that's going to you know erase your season if you get it sorted. Fair enough, but if you're if you're coming into training camp and you've <laughs> you've like but or, or like you know. In October and November, and you bugging your shoulder, you bugging your back. Like, don't be a hero, mate. Because it's just going to cost you in the long run. And
0: I know. I always think as well, the players who are down in the AHL or, you know, whoever's the healthy scratch that night or something, they must be looking, and thinking, God, this guy's got a bad back and a bad groin, and I still can't get in the team. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> like, what am I supposed to do? I'm healthy. I'm, I'm like not I'm injured in- at
1: all. <laughs> To to be fair with that thing, you think the players that we named off the top of my head, you know, Patrick Lyon and, uh, and Zach Rowenski, that's a pair of very talented players.
0: I agree, I agree.
1: You know what I mean? But... It's, it's, not like, uh, it's not like a bloody, I don't know, Adam Lowry is playing with a broken arm and keeping anyone out of, uh, <laughs> out of the line of everything, you know what I
0: mean? No, it's a fair point, it's a fair point. I just, I always, I always wonder about the trade-off for talent over effort. Would I take Patrick Klein at fifty percent over a guy who I know can go one hundred percent the whole game and it not be an issue? I mean, some, I, don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just hockey culture. I get it, but maybe I'd do the same thing in that situation. I'd be like, okay, like, can you feel your can you feel your fingers? I can feel three of them. that will do you fine. And <laughs> you go. Can you <laughs> hold the, do the stick? Same thing. Yeah, that'll yeah, do. exactly. Can we tape one? Can we tape the stick to one hand and just, can you hold it in the other? Yeah, we can do that. Okay, cool, that's fine. Off, I we go then? That'll do. That'll do.
1: Can we get, like, oh, no. a weird levering system so that I can just, like, use one hand and it's sort all of Pinocchio's about the other one? <laughs> Idiots, a lot that's, of them.
0: Yeah. You crazy, heroic bastards. Knock it off. Speaking of crazy, the Sharks and the Knights. The microcosm of this postseason was no more on show than this series on its own. In that the Knights go up three games to one, and that's it. Everyone's just like, okay, yeah, they'll, they'll, you know, they might lose one, but they'll round this series out. They'll be fine. Martin Jones can't save shit. The, you know, the Vegas second line is ridiculous. The Sharks are struggling. We joked last week about Brent Burns being sorry uh, Norris finalist Brent Burns being <laughs> dangled out of his ass. Imagine like Drew Diary in that came through. <laughs> he just like spiced his coffee up. <laughs> what? They they couldn't seem to get going. Joe Thornton's delivering headshots to players because he's pissed off. And then you get to last night. And I went to bed very late last night. And I normally don't see anything of any sort of West Conference, uh, West, West End games unless they're playing on a Saturday and it's like one o'clock in the afternoon, their time for puck drop or something. But I, I quickly checked the score before I went to bed and it was 3-0. Nights. I was like, ah, oh, all right. So it's like 15 minutes left or something in the third period. Clearly this game's done. I wake up seeing the Sharks have won in my haze. I'm kind of thinking, no, no, they've, they've spelt that wrong. <laughs> they meant to put Knights and they've put Sharks because that's not possible. And then I'd see the Cody Eakin penalty and Joe Pawalski doing his best Dawn of the Dead impression. Martin Jones is having 58 save games, setting franchise records. Thomas Hurtle's declaring game sevens and then scoring shorties in double OT.
2: For Hurtle, Tomas Hurtle shorthanded shoots. On Tuesday in San Jose, it's over.
0: Well, <laughs> what have you got for this?
1: Bit of a game, wasn't
0: it? Game hell. seven. A bit of a series, and then a bit of a game seven to finish it off.
1: It got to be best series of the first first round, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, for sure. It's it's not even close. It's not even close.
1: True. As as you'd expect between between the knights and the Sharks, really, it's you know, two of the best teams in the league. I, th- I think it's funny how. We're all gobsmacked that the second year Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> got beaten in seven games in the first round. Come on, mate. Should we, should we just get straight into the thing that's worth talking about?
0: All right, then. In your opinion, is that a major penalty? Uh, no. Unbelievably, I agree. <laughs> yeah. I. It's horrible.
1: Absolutely horrible. But to, to assess a major penalty, I've been doing a bit of rule book reading today, don't worry about that. To I'll look at a, you. I, know, I know, I would do it verbatim, but to assess a major penalty for a cross check, the referee has to assess an intent to injure. And for me, there's not an intent there for a, from Cody Eakin. It's a relatively bog standard cross check gone bad, really. Do you see that sort of cross check eight days a week? And it's uh, horrendous what's happened to, to Joe Gnawalski. Thankfully, it seems like he's got away unscathed. Well, relatively yeah. so. But it's just a bit unfortunate, really. A little bit high for Eakin, but I mean, it's middle of the chest, really. I wonder, if there isn't a pool of blood on before floor, does Cody Eakin finish the game?
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I don't think it was a major either. Jonathan Marcia so certainly didn't think so. And let his feelings be known after the game, where they... <laughs> Expletive filled rant into cameras and microphones when he was at his locker.
3: I mean, I really hope that Joel is okay. Obviously, we don't want to see something bad like that happen, but it's a f-ing joke. Call five minutes for that. That's why well, you know, don't have a hockey replay or something. Change the whole hot common the game. Like, seriously, what is that? It's, it's, it's so disappointing. It's like I'm trying to get involved in the game, the game's not even close. It's 3 0 a two, okay, but a five, with something you don't even see, you just call the outcome. It's a f-ing joke, it's embarrassing. That's what it is. What, what did they tell you on the ice as a team? Oh, he, he says it looks pretty bad. Ferela told me it looks pretty bad. Wait, if it looks pretty bad, you clearly do not see it. It's a face-off, it's a push, when it, probably 50% of the face-off players, when they lose, they give a small crush on, right? If you wanna call the cross check, call it. It's fine, like it's a cross check. But seriously, like he he falls bad. It's unfortunate he's like like I'm a big fan of Joe don't get me wrong, he's an awesome player. And he went down and I really hope he's okay and he's gonna come back, but that call like changes the whole outcome, changes the whole future of us, of the outcome of this year, and it's, it's a joke. I mean I would be embarrassed if I was there. He was
0: he was very, very annoyed. He was very annoyed.
2: But Asserts. then he will be,
0: you know. He's just lost, you know.
1: He's just lost the game seven. Oh yeah, tempers are, tempers are going will be running high. But yeah. I mean, I know it's been said a few times over uh, over the last, uh, not not even twenty four hours yet. But maybe if they hadn't given up four goals on that major power play, <laughs> maybe <Dude. laughs> that's Dude. Talk about bloody Hollywood Hollywood finishes.
0: Again, this morning in my haze, after I realized that they've not got it, the people who write reports for these giant multinational internet companies haven't written the wrong name and should have written Sharks and they were correct and I was wrong. I then checked the goal times and then I thought, well, they can't be right either because it can't be like 10 minutes, 11 minutes, 12 minutes, 12 and a half minutes. What? That can't be right. And then for the Knights to score with, oh my God, with the goalie pulled, I was like, oh my God, this game, what happened in this game?
1: I know. Did you see um what what the Knights did when they pulled the goalie? No. They didn't. um so they had six players out there, as you tend to do when you've got got a goalie pulled. Six forwards. They chucked six forwards out there. Oh, I love it. You may as well haven't you. You may as well. Yeah. Yeah good. Well especially when you look at the, the decor for, for the Golden Knights, which of those decor are you gonna want out there instead of Marcia so, William Carlson, Pachuretti Stone, Statsny... Or uh, or Riley Smith, which
0: one? Yeah, exactly. Team should do. Team should do that anyway when they pull the goalie. Why have you got like two or three defensemen out there? Just get all attackers. You're trying to score. Just get goal scorers out there. Who gives I, a shit?
1: I always tend to think it on like even on the power play like, or like four and four. Why don't you see more three and one or like four 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 yeah, yeah. down there on a four and four? so it's, it's not like these players don't know how to play D or shoot from the point. Good and it and it worked out for them. Worked out really well for, well for a little bit.
0: It was bad. It 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 went from a pedestrian to all time series for me. It it just, I mean that game seven alone, you couldn't like we say, it it was a Hollywood stuff. You couldn't you couldn't, if you wrote that story, people would think you know you were making up or it was too fanciful or too ridiculous, but. You know, you've even, you've even got the coaches like, like fucking uh, Gerard Gallant calling Deborah a clown and stuff. Like, it's amazing. It take, it was, into an know.
1: absolute pantomime. It was a like, pantomime on
0: ice. It was fabulous, wasn't it? It was fabulous.
1: It's been really good. And I I tell you what, I'm I'm fully aboard the Vegas train now. Like, this team is incredible.
0: As I read out before, the, the top four players... For the Avs, who won their series four one, had twenty six points. Stone, Pachuretti, and Stastny had thirty one points between them. Just
1: (laughs) offensive, (laughs) isn't
0: it? Isn't that ridiculous?
1: It's just stupid.
0: Sharks advance. My question is to you: is as with everyone else now, what can you see Vegas doing in the off season?
1: Uh, (laughs) try and get some D. I think. I think try and get some D.
0: Carlson's up, Mm -hmm. obviously. Carlson as well is. Due his new deal,
1: yep, he is pay pay the man. I say, I think it would be interesting to see what they do do because um, they've got to try and fit bloody Cody Glass into into that lineup next year. I can't I can't see Cody Glass ending up in um, in a bloody American League. He's got another great year, another great year. Kids are kids are going to be a bloody stud. I'll be very interested to see what they do. They might even need to ship someone out. To be honest, sixty yeah, points I was in 38 games for the Portland I was,
0: Yeah, I was going to say.
1: And he had five I, points in six AHL games. It's just a piss take.
0: I wonder if they're going to look at some of their forward core and think, "We can obviously we'll use you to get a D. They got three third. I know, I know, it's a third rounder, but I mean, you could put you could put two third round picks this year and a forward, a good forward together for sure to get a, a leader on D, definitely. Again, it's Vegas. It's it's kind of a weird thing, isn't it? You just they're kind of all over the place. You never know what they're going to do next. It's they're like they're like an unruly dog. It's like they're
1: just calm down. Probably bring in bring in Eric Carlson. Swing a trade yeah. with um, with Nashville. Trade uh, trade Cody Eakin for PK. And, uh, and Dude, that'll be that.
0: can you mate? Is there a is there a player more suited to playing in Vegas than PK? Oh my uh, god, I don't think so. It's got to happen. I'm getting, ex- I'm getting excitedly sweaty at the prospect of it. Just thinking about it now. <laughs> PK playing in Vegas. Oh man! I tell you what, you just
1: think about. Sorry, I'm still on. I'm still on a Cody Glass hype. Even if no, they no. don't get rid of anyone, if they chuck him, you know, centre that third line, keep the top six as it is, and then you have Cody Eakin, Cody Glass, and then Alex Tuckers in third line.
0: You'd be absolutely laughing, wouldn't you? <laughs> Straight to the bank, That's the Sharks were. As we close out the Western Conference, okay. Let's move on to the two games in the East. One has finished. Bruins beat the Leafs four to three. If we just, I'll I'll just play back last year's audio. Is that is that fine from when we discussed this last year? Is that fine? That's fine. Yeah.
1: With with the added spice that Babcock's gone. See you later, son.
0: Yeah, he is catching. As I admitted to Will before the show, I spent about an hour sort of scrolling through Leafs Twitter to see what the feeling amongst the fans was. And it was all vitriolic, directed at Mike Babcock, who decided for some reason that Austin Matthews shouldn't really be out there that much when trailing in the third period, and that Patrick Marlowe should, which I'm very glad he decided to do that. I wouldn't have done that, maybe. I would have maybe top-loaded my two lines and just hopefully made them run until they were completely done and couldn't run anymore but that's just me
1: I mean it's a novel idea Dan but everyone knows that uh, you don't win with that sort of player in the playoffs do you? you don't win with skilled and talented players playing a
0: lot of minutes you know you win with Will don't you you win with grit and intangibles that's what you win with or
1: you know failing that you play formerly skilled and talented players who are now 75 years old why you oh. know why Brendan Morrow won the cup in Tampa why uh why Troy McGuinald did so well in Colorado.
0: (laughs) (laughs) More than, for sure, more than last season, Leafs fans should absolutely be waking up this morning wondering how the fucking hell have we lost that series. Because they did everything right. They did everything right. They kept, I mean, the Bergeron-Marshan passed on that line was not shut down, but shut down enough to the point that... Cassidy was trying to trick them and was tweaking things. Anderson played well. The defense seemed to play okay. They had Tavares. They had Muzzin. Bad coaching. Absolutely bad coaching cost them.
1: It's it's the only thing that you can chalk it up to. Yeah. It was repeated poor personnel decisions by Babcock, and I I I really think that if anyone's going to fire Mike Babcock. Call uh, I was going as as proven that he's got that, especially where he's such, such a big advocate of Sheldon Keith as well. I think it's it's done deal, Babcock out, Keith in, less uh, less ruin the new age of prosperity for the Maple Leafs.
0: Is Kadri still there next season? I
1: I don't necessarily think he will be, but I didn't think he would be anyway.
0: I don't think he will be. He's, I, I'm, he's a
1: luxury. He's, he's an incredible player, but five million for a for a third line center, I just don't think you can necessarily afford it.
0: It's not even that. It's it's five million for third line center and a guy you cannot trust when it counts. No.
1: Yeah, chuck that and on top of it, and it's almost a, a a done deal.
0: I had a I had a discussion with a with a Leafs fan via the uh, the two Bit one puck Twitter account, which was very, you know, very sensible. Nice nice conversation, and he was saying that. There was, there was a thing of Kadri leading the morning stretches and I said, "I, you know, there's no fucking way if that was me, I'd be letting him lead that morning stretch. I'd have him pinned up against a wall. Like, what is your fucking problem? How stupid do you have to be? How dumb do you have to be to make the same mistake again? Because you never know. You never know hockey. Fucking crazy shit happens all the time. But for for somebody who's as good as he is, You can't be doing that. You can't be sitting out the entire series because you're dumb enough to do the same thing you did last year. And if it was me, I would absolutely... Because teams will take him. Teams will take him. I think you'd get a little... Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, you'd get a nice little package for Nazim Kadri. He's the
1: second-line centre on half teams in the league.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You could easily get that right... If you package him with something, you could easily get that right-handed D that you're looking for in Toronto.
1: Dan, you know where he's going to go. Oh, God, where? A team that needs a bit of offence, has a history with previously maligned players. That's like half the teams. So you're not helping. <laughs> Nazim Kadri, the Nashville printer.
0: <laughs> In exchange for... <sighs> don't say it. <laughs> Pernet, oh,
1: <cars. laughs> No, um, that's, that's what I don't know, because you'd need to package something with Kadri to get any of those 3D.
2: Yeah,
0: that's true. Maybe. You wonder, you wonder as well, if they, I don't know if teams would look at Kadri and think, is it worth the risk? I don't know. Teams would take the risk. but, that, but I think that's They could, say, they, they, they could they, say to the Leafs, look, we know you want to get rid of him because to you lot, he's a ticking time bomb. So you're going to have to give us something bloody good for us to give up this player or that player.
1: Yeah, that that'd be the interesting thing. But then David Poyle's taken on bloody Mike Ribeiro before, so I think I could see it. Cadre in a first for Ryan Ellis, cadre a first and prospect to be named later.
0: One of our favourites, future considerations.
1: Oh, chuck a little FC on the end there. Yeah, what do yeah. you
0: reckon? Do you reckon? Maybe, but I think he's gone. I think he has to go. He has to go. I can't believe. I can't believe that there's not more anger and annoyance coming out of Leafs fans about this. I'm really surprised because um, I'd be fucking furious if it, if I was a Leafs fan yeah. and he'd done this again. You've
1: got to think they win the series with him in the lineup, don't you?
0: Yeah, you do. You've got to. I mean, I'm, I'm, still, surpri- I'm still surprised they didn't win with him out of, the, out of the team, but here we are. And let's not forget, it is quite funny the Islanders have made it to the second round and John Tavares hasn't. That's quite funny.
1: I haven't seen enough of it yet, but I'm um already somehow annoyed at how insufferable the Islanders fans are going to be about that.
0: No. Dude, you can't. You can't. They can, mate, they can be as insufferable as they want. I still think they were, not wronged, but I still think his whole, I'm going to listen to six teams and fuck. No, you're not, John. Just fucking man up and be honest. I think I think Tavares is a nice guy. And I think that was a problem. I think he tried to soften the blow so much that he staged this whole... I might stay with them. I'm gonna to talk to six teams. Let's pretend I'm looking to join Boston or Dallas or whatever. And then I'm just gonna to join Toronto anyway. Because as soon as that picture comes out with him and he's fucking comfort, whatever, dude. There's no way. As soon as you found out Toronto are interested, that was it. That was it.
1: It's like uh like when you know you don't want to do something or have to like flake on something, but you you feel bad about telling someone so you don't do it for ages. Yeah, you
0: just keep putting it off.
1: <laughs> and then and then you just find out oh yeah sorry i don't want to do it or i've got to go see you later
0: yeah or sorry yeah sorry i can't make it that's what well, it that's is. what he did he cancelled he cancelled a date with something i mean maybe not one but like a friend or something like you tell your mate yeah i'll be there don't worry about it and then like you leave it to, like an hour before and say oh god i'm sorry something's come up i just can't get out of it and your mate knows you're lying and you know you're lying but you never you, talk about it
1: <laughs> you curl up on the sofa
0: and you yeah put on. yeah exactly and just think oh peace and quiet i've got the house to myself i'm not going out fuck that <laughs> And that's what but, he did, um, and I think the fans have. Every, I think the fans have every right to give him shit. Every yeah, they've right.
1: got they've got every right to give him shit. But I've also got every right to just be annoyed and bored of it.
0: Well, I can't argue with that. You make a fantastic point,
1: as I tend to do. As I tend to do. Should we um? Should we get onto the
0: the remaining series? This has suddenly got very interesting.
1: A little bit. I mean, it's going to have to be one hell of a, a game seven to become a classic like uh, Vegas San Jose, but it's been a good series so far, isn't it?
0: I'll say, I'll say. There's a, a little this is one of the little interesting stats is Justin Williams has the most points ever in Game Sevens in the playoffs. But Carl Hagelin has the most wins ever in Game Seven in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, what one, one of them is gonna fail at, at being Mr. You've got Mr Game Seven and then Mr. Game Seven European Edition
0: <laughs> Mr. Game Seven Europe, yeah. T.G. Oshi is the big Here's the big news. Done for the season, it looks like. I mean, probably not. You know, he's got a broken collarbone, but he'll probably be back tonight. Who the fuck, you because know, it's hockey. He's probably just got one arm taped up like Pele and escaped to victory or something. He <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> fucking escaped to victory. <laughs> That's a great film. Warren Fogle was the player who sort of pushed him into the... I don't think it was that bad. It wasn't great, but I don't think it was terrible. I think it's more... I like the Cody Eakin thing. I think it's more unfortunate than anything else.
1: It's it's the hazards of a high speed, highly physical game.
0: Played on a slippy surface.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like it's it's just gonna yeah, not 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 to say that it's good that it happens, but things like that are gonna happen. It's just, and just then, unfortunate.
0: And then the hurricanes have clearly got Ovi rattled as he loses his cool. <laughs> he slashes Sarko and Main and then Gets the penalty, and then applauds the ref sarcastically, blatantly, in his face, earning himself a game misconduct, and off he goes. I'm surprised there was now, some
1: more of that from OV.
0: Actually, yeah, so am I. Especially with like a minute left, if they're losing. Like, yeah, well done, well done. <laughs> Get off. Now I'm wondering. I think that's a bad thing. Because now they've made him angry. And he plays angry anyway. <laughs> so now you're playing... you <laughs> made really, UV, angry. <laughs> really angry, and he never gets hangovers. So... He's going to down a bottle of vodka before this game and go fucking ham on everybody.
1: <laughs> it's going to, going to just assault Sebastian Arho.
0: <laughs> I think he might. And then it just punch, assault the ref.
1: Punch his face in, score a hat-trick, and then go
0: home. Obi's been doing bits. Did you see the Game 5 goal when Dougie Hamilton thought Obi was going to hit him and just left the puck?
1: I see that. That's the the narrative being peddled. But I, I see a player that thought it was icing... <laughs> And then it wasn't icing. Oh Dougie Hammond and the fucking glasses wearing museum loving
0: nerd. Didn't want really to get hit by a big bad He's Like,
1: I just thought it was fucking
0: icing. I thought I thought he was trying to be smart. I thought he thought he sees Ovi and he knows Obi's gonna check the fuck out of him. So I thought he was gonna like attempt to play the puck, stop, Obi goes to check and just obviously misses him completely. And then he's got that's more what? time. Yeah, leaves over. And then he's the got. Dust. And then he just turns. And then he just because if that happens, he makes over look like a fucking idiot. Because Ovi just goes skirting past him like wild coyote or something. And that's what I thought he was doing. I didn't. Think, I didn't think he thought it was ice, and I thought he was trying to be smart. And it just backfired spectacularly.
1: What whatever it was, I definitely don't think it was him chickening out of a hit from over.
0: No, like... I agree. But then he did chicken out of a hit in game six. Oh, did it. Did you see that? Yeah. No, I, I didn't. <laughs> so, I
1: was, so he's actually just chicken.
0: So Ovi goes to hit Dougie, uh, Dougie kind of avoids him, and then as they go back to the benches, Ovi does the like the chicken arms, like, brick, 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 like, like as he goes past the hurricane's bench. Right.
3: Which <laughs> is like, fabulous.
1: Even if Hamilton like, did deliberately avoid the hit because he didn't want to get hit, what's wrong with that? I know, so, yeah. Surely, so, like, oh, well done, he, he dodged getting hit. Like in, in what world is it like, yeah, good, good, you got a hit, that was a good play, you took the hit. I, I understand taking a hit to make a play. You've <laughs> Right, once you've played your pass, you have to wait and, and be hit by the forechecker or else you're all worse.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, so go on then. So... We've already made our official predictions, but what, what can you see happening tonight?
1: I, I was going to ask you exactly that. Kane's all the way, baby. It's going to be a yeah, cringe. me too. <laughs> There's going to be a storm surge where they drill into the core of the earth, and Justin Williams drinks some of the mantle.
0: Uh, it's going to be very weird, but very good. I agree. I'm growing hurricanes tonight. I think they've I got. Just... I think they got the. I think they got the rattled.
1: I oh, oh, give a shit what's happened in any of the other six games. This year is just weird. <laughs> the the caves are obviously going to
0: win. Which brings us on to our second round predictions as we decided we're going to do them because obviously we can't sort of wait to, to do the show tomorrow. So I'll be honest, Will. I did a ton of work for round one and realised I'm a fucking idiot and a goof and don't know anything about hockey. So I haven't done any work at all for this round and I'm going clearly off what's the best story? That's it. That's that's all my like, predictions like to be based on. So, so and well, these, and just by the, the way, we'll, these are our these are our official predictions. Okay. Oh shit. I'm just. Yeah. All right. All right. I've I so, thought about it at all, so there's going to be <laughs> live. I've literally right. And I swear to God, if you could have seen if you could have seen what I'd written for round one, it was like I was doing a college essay or something, like my dissertation or something on the first round of the playoffs. I've literally got one line for, <laughs> for each of these series. Did,
1: did, did you not just write the winning team and the number
0: of games? <laughs> No, I've actually, I've actually, for this series, I've written the winning team, the number of games, and then one line about something, and that's it. That's all I've done. Maybe like nice. spent maybe five minutes on this.
1: Well, lead the way, then Dan. Stars, blues. Who you got? I got the blues four two. I like it. I like it. Blues and six. Any any particular
0: reason? I'm picking the blues, and I know you're going to pick the blues because you're a spineless bitch. But <laughs> I'm taking them because I, I because I think this is. The same team playing each other, both on a hot, both got a hot goalie, both got players with depth chipping in. I just think the story is the Blues, so that's why I'm picking it.
1: <laughs> Simple oh, yeah, as that. A good, that's a good choice. Um, blues and
0: five. Blues in five. God, just, you know, you've got no faith. You've got no faith in your own team.
1: No, I don't ever have, have any faith in a team that's been.
0: Quite oh, I know what you're, know what what you're doing. No. No no. I know what you're doing. You're doing the fucking reverse mush so you can say, Oh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna pick my team, then they're gonna win. Smart. It's a clever move. A clever oh,
1: move. I'm, a clever, I'm a clever guy. I'm a clever guy yeah. with no faith whatsoever in the Dallas Stars of 2019.
0: You've got no faith in a team that's got a one in eight chance of winning the Stanley Cup. <laughs> that's what you're saying.
1: Uh, I think you find that according to Michael Blake McCurdy, they have a nineteen percent <laughs> chance of winning the Stanley Cup. And the highest odds were in the Stanley Cup, Dan. So if you could not jinx that by talking about it, I'd thoroughly appreciate that.
0: <laughs> Stars for the cup. Stars for the cup. Stars going to win the cup. Stars going to win the cup. <laughs> la, 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 It was quite funny, folks, in that me and Will obviously talk on WhatsApp fairly regularly, and he sent me a message at about 8 a.m. saying something along the lines of, this team still isn't very good. And then by about 4 p.m., we're sending me messages saying, Oh, Micah says we've got a 19% chance of winning the cup. That's great. <laughs> so it took you about eight hours to change your mind.
1: No, no mind change whatsoever. Both of those things can be true, Dan.
0: I suppose. I suppose. I'll let you go next then. Avs, Sharks.
1: Uh, Avs, Sharks. Uh, I'm, I'm going to stick by the sensible choice and go uh, San as Jose, as Sharks in six. Shit, I've gone for Colorado in six. You fucking idiot. I'll, I'll be really annoyed if you're right. Really annoyed. <laughs> I,
0: know, I know you
1: don't think that the Avs should beat the Sharks.
0: <laughs> you're right. I don't. But what's the better story? <laughs> the better story is the eighth seed knocks off the first seed and then knocks off the team that's got way more talent. That's Why che- not?
1: That's cheating. You're not allowed to do that.
0: Do you know what I think it is? If this was Avs night, I would have picked Vegas. But I think this matchup suits the Abs way better. I think it just suits them. I don't know why. I just, I just see in my head that top line just charging towards Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, <laughs> and I just, I just, I just can't see this. Sh- I just can't see it. At- animatronic,
1: but bionic Eric Carlson and Brent Burns just spinning like a bloody Beyblade,
0: like a top. Yeah. Abs Next series. Okay. That's
1: a joke.
0: God, I've never wanted to be more right about anything in my life.
1: <laughs> I'll, I'll be so angry. I'll be so, <laughs> so genuinely angry.
0: This was like last year when I picked Columbus to win the to to like to get to like the conference finals or something, and he went two 0 up on the Caps, and I just kept messaging you like smiley faces and things, and you were like, "Oh fuck off! This is bullshit." It was <laughs> almost
1: the end of the podcast right there.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Speaking of Columbus, then Blue Jack experience. Pfft.
1: I don't know how many games, but I'm going to go for the Bruins. Seven. I don't know how many games. So There's got to be seven, isn't it?
0: It's got to be seven. I'm I'm picking the Blue Jackets in six.
1: Again, no, you're not.
0: No, I am. I am. Okay, here's the you thing. Right? You don't believe me? I genuinely, genuinely believe that there is a problem with. I don't want to say the culture. There is a problem within the Bruins organization, and as I've said all season, I've said this all season. We play teams that we're supposed to struggle against, teams that are very good, and we turn up usually, and we put in a performance, and we forecheck, and we play properly, and the passes are smooth, and we have good chances. We don't win all the time, obviously, but we win more often than not. We rock up against a New Jersey, a Florida, an Ottawa, and we're just like, what? is this the same team? Am I watching the same team? But oh, that- I just think, and I, hang on, and I just think... There's going to be such a feeling of, thank God we've got past the Leafs. Thank God Columbus knocked out the lightning. We can now march our way straight through to the Stanley Cup final. And I think it's going to cost them. I think overconfidence is generally going to cost them. That's my serious answer.
1: No, that's, that's a regular season disease. That, I don't think that affects teams in the playoffs because they take the playoffs seriously. I don't know. And, and I, I, just, I, don't I just think I'm going to underestimate them. I don't think you can be overconfident against the Blue Jackets now after they've swept the lightning. Like, the the Bruins aren't living in a bubble. They'll know that that's happened. And Cassidy will be absolutely hammering it into them from the get-go. Let's not be part of this story. You know what I mean? I suppose.
0: I mean, the one thing is nobody can level me as trying to do a mush like you are, because I did pick the Bruins to beat the Leafs. I have, picked, I have back, I have at least backed my team at least once in this postseason. Where, but but I'm just curious, like we get to the cup final, and you're just going to be like, this stars team is just still terrible. Okay, <laughs> like dude, through the cup final, what the fuck? Anyway, For, firstly,
1: that was a terrible impression, and secondly, it was, it was. It, they can, they can win the bloody, they can win the the world cup, they can win the bloody <laughs> Ryder Cup, they can win the World Heavyweight Championship of the World for like care. they're still a bad team. They're not, they're not a particularly good team.
0: Right. If my Colorado and Columbus picks make you angry, if the, if the stars get through this round and you still say they're a bad team, I'm going to run to your house and punch you. <laughs> I don't care how long it takes me. I will run to your house.
2: Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> if your team gets to the fucking conference final and you're still saying they're a bad team, what are we doing? I know for a fact we're going to disagree on the next series because you've already intimated as to what you think. So Islanders will either play well, you, you believe the Hurricanes, but obviously for the sake of, what's the word, correct correctness, well, it's Islanders versus the Caps or the Hurricanes, will your prediction?
1: So can I make two predictions depending on who, who wins?
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, go on then, yeah.
1: Sure, Surely, surely I'm allowed, because that's two yeah, different yeah, yeah. situations. Caps over Islanders, Islanders over Hurricanes. Okay. Caps over Islanders in six, Islanders over Hurricanes, yeah, in six, why not?
0: The Islanders, whoever they play, are going to win. God's sake. For two reasons. Number one, if you don't think the Sentient Cup believes that Barry Trotts returning to Washington to haunt them and win isn't a thing, you're mad. And if you don't think the fun-loving, storm-surging hurricanes can... can there's just no way the hurricanes can come up against the Islanders team, the way they're set up and the way they play and beat them. I just, I can't see it. I cannot, I cannot not see the Islanders winning this series because I think, maybe not like the Bruins thing, but I I just think that people still don't think the Islanders are legit. And I just, I think they just think, well, the play system, we get past that system, we'll be fine. Is, Is the
1: PDO bender to end all PDO benders? (laughs) <laughs> they're basically the avalanche of 2014 but so it's going to end the same They've, I mean they've outdone the avalanche but, but yeah they're still not going to go all the way I can't believe that you really think that's going to be an Eastern Conference final of the Blue Jackets versus the Islanders that is disgusting
0: I can't believe that you can't believe that this postseason those results are possible are you mad? Fair enough, you disagree, that's fine. But to say, like, I'm. Oh my god, Dan, how could that ever happen? You're crazy. Well, <laughs> they fucking swept the Lightning 4 0. The Islanders swept the Penguins 4 0. It's not beyond their own possibility that those two teams could win four more games. Am I crazy?
1: I- impossible.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> impossible. <laughs> They've won four games once. It's impossible they could do it again. Yeah quite, just just in balderdash. Madness. Dude, I don't fucking know. Like I said, I do not even thought about it. Why would I even think about it? Out of a possible, so obviously for our little man versus man competition, Oh yeah. Out of a possible 16 points with one series left to finish, the most so I like, can get is five.
1: Have you got three and I've got two at the moment? Is
0: that or have I got one? You've got one and I've got four.
1: Mate, I'm fucked, aren't
0: I? Nah, plenty of time. Because we've got, we've gone massive. We've gone different now. We've gone this a lot is, different. This
1: is this is where it, this second round is going to make it or break it. I think.
0: Yeah, I you think, could enter from, we... or I could really pull away. But yeah, then...
1: you could, well, you could, you could probably win.
0: Like say, well, I did, I did have an idea for the cup final, which was that we have to predict every game and the score, not just who wins, just to make it a bit more, you know, a bit more interesting. At the end, to
1: get, get give me a chance to uh, to catch up, or whoever a chance to catch or up. Give
0: me a chance, yeah. or will give me a chance if it's that way. Be,
1: that'd be interesting. Oh mate, I hope I'm, I hope I don't have to do this. Not because I'll be embarrassed. I'll just I just can't be bothered. <laughs> it's it's Dude, more. My reasons I'm, I'm kind it. of the
0: same. Yeah, I don't care if I lose. I just hate giving other people credit. So I don't want to be stood there proclaiming how good you are or something. I was like, <laughs> I don't want to do that.
1: <laughs> Not interested in the slightest. <laughs>
0: And I do want to. I genuinely, as well. I do want to say, we've been doing this show for two years. We've had a friendship now yeah. for two years because of this show. And if my team can't win the cup, then I hope yours doesn't win either. So,
1: <laughs> as, as any true friendship
0: should be. <laughs> yeah. You want your friends to do well, but you don't want them to do better than you. So, See, yeah. I
1: I also don't want the stars to do well because there there are things that need to be addressed. And when yeah, because they're a terrible
0: time. they're a terrible team. <laughs>
1: Cause they're a bad team, and uh, and I don't want I don't want them to enable this front office any further.
0: Is Jamie is Jamie Ben the captain? Oh yeah, he's your captain. Yeah, I could just see I could just see Jamie Ben like hoisting the cup over his head, and just got your head in your hands going. Oh, for fuck's sake! Brilliant. This is just God fucking done. great. Yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. Well done. <laughs> great. <laughs> okay, let's get out of here. Christ Almighty. Yeah, you probably need to sleep. Yeah, I need to do some editing, so it's going to be at least another hour and a half before I get to bed, but that's fine. A good show, though. Thank you, folks, for listening. If you want to get in touch with us on Twitter, you can. I am at DanStraightEdge. Will, you are at...
1: W-E-V-E-V-E-R-E-T-T.
0: At 2Bits1Puck, number 2, number 1. If you want to get in touch with us and tell us we're crazy, tell me my pics are crazy, tell Will he's a Bad Stars fan, you're more than welcome to. (laughs) (laughs) I'll leave you with that. Will, any last words?
1: I, um i read something that basically hypothesised and, and argued that, you know, for, for content creators out there like you know, be it podcasts or, or you or YouTube videos or whatever, people who listen or or watch a thousand times more likely to like and subscribe and rate and all that nonsense if you actually ask them to. You know, people aren't people don't just go out of their way, you know, they might really enjoy something and want to promote it. But won't actually do it until they're told to do it, so if you like the podcast, get onto iTunes, give us a little five star give us a nice little review because then I might be able to quit my shite job and do this, so yeah, that'd be cool
0: (laughs) if nothing else we could make Will finally happy, wouldn't that be something Yeah,
1: I, 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 I didn't say that
0: cheers guys, see you later bye